2: At the gallop, Oh-oh.
3: Squeeze the trigger and hold steady on your target. Your wrist won't fly around so.
0: But I'm not a cavalry lieutenant. I'm just his wife. <laughs> oh, I... I know. Oh, my. I didn't know anyone else was watching.
3: Uh, Captain Quince. As you were, lieutenant. Thank you, sir. This is my wife, Hester. This is Captain Quince, honey. Ma'am.
0: How do you do, Captain?
3: Hester, uh, she don't take to a pistol, but I'm learning her all I can. It's slow going.
0: Teaching, Blade. Teaching, not learning. Teaching,
1: teaching.
0: I was a school, Mom, back home, Captain. And I must say, Blade doesn't take to words any better than I take to a pistol.
1: <laughs> well, then you're both teaching, not learning.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just it. Just it. I
3: try to tell her maybe she's got more need for a
1: pistol out here for when, for when words don't matter.
0: Well, I just don't see the need, Captain.
1: Well, that's too bad, seeing it or not. There's need.
0: Now, you mean to tell me that your wife knows about pistols and rifles and riding horses and all kinds of menfolk cares on?
3: <laughs> I should have warned you, Captain. My hash, she
1: riles easy.
0: Well, I'm not rile, Bladestocker. I'm asking, that's all.
1: If I had a wife, ma'am, she'd know all I know about living out here. And pistols and rifles and riding are part of the living. And I try to tell her, Captain. I do try.
0: Well, I declare I am not stupid. But everything you say—it's not womanly.
1: It's not womanly country.
0: Meaning, women folk don't belong out here?
1: Well, depends on the women folk, ma'am. I'd say you have to want to belong. Afternoon to you. Afternoon, Captain.
0: Well, I'm like there. You might have said I don't belong. you oh, well,
4: here.
1: said.
0: No,
4: The main, ma'am. You just can't
0: get nowhere from no horse hanging on to his mane that way. I've got to hang on to something.
4: Well, but... You
1: just don't ride side-saddle, Sergeant. Now, that's a fact. Oh, you looking for me, Captain? Oh, just passing by, Sergeant. Afternoon, Miss Mead.
0: Good afternoon, Captain. I guess I'm quite a spectacle,
1: aren't I? <laughs> oh, you look fine, ma'am.
0: I'd like to believe that i don't know who's getting the worst of it the horse or me or sergeant gorse
1: seems to me you're all bearing up well
4: uh the captain's a sight better teaching women folk to ride than i am mrs mead i tell you the truth i'm no hand at this side saddle business
1: i uh i got business with the major myself or i'd sure oh you'd
0: sure think of some other reason to be moving out wouldn't you (laughs) Captain?
1: well yes ma'am i guess it would
0: (laughs) i don't blame you either of you and, Sergeant, if you can find some unsuspecting trooper and pass this duty on to him, you have my leave, and I won't be the least bit offended.
4: Oh, no, ma'am. Thanks just the same. You understand, it ain't you, Mrs. Mead. You're just as, as, as willing as can be. It's just...
0: It's a... just my petticoats. That's what it is.
4: <clears throat>
1: well, now, ma'am... I guess the Major will wonder what's become of me.
0: <laughs> now I've embarrassed you. Oh, help me down, Captain, before I break the post morale completely. Yes, ma'am. <sighs> thank you, Captain.
1: Uh, don't mention it. You dropped something there, ma'am.
0: Not a petticoat, I hope.
1: Uh, this uh this pistol, Miss Meade.
0: Oh. Thank you, Captain.
1: You, you always carry it?
0: Well, Jim would scalp me if I didn't. And he should. I know. And I'm a good shot, too.
1: Miss Mead. Have you met up with Mrs. Stocker yet?
0: Mrs. Stocker? Oh, Blade Stalker's wife. Yes, you know her? Well, just to speak to at the Suttlers, I, I don't really know her. She and the lieutenant moved on to the post just last week.
1: If you ever do get to know her, you might show her you carry a pistol and tell her why.
0: She doesn't know why?
1: Well, Blade's doing his best, but she don't see the need.
0: I'll make it a point, Captain, but... I can't understand Blade. He was at Fort Phil Kearney with us. Under Federman? I thought she was there too, but maybe not, though. Because the women at Kearney saw the need. Fast.
5: You want any of these boxes open, Mrs. Stocker?
0: Oh, now, don't you bother with that, Lieutenant Syberts. Just moving them in for me is a big help.
5: Glad to do it.
0: Ah, oh, I declare you think they give a body time to move into their quarters. Here it is less than a week, and Blade's already drawn officer of the day.
5: <laughs> that's the army for you, Mrs. Stocker. You draw the duty, you do it, that's all.
0: Now, you're not going to start lecturing me, too, Lieutenant Syberts.
5: Sorry, ma'am. I didn't mean it to sound that way.
0: Oh, don't mind me. Blade says I rile easy, and I guess I do... But he's also new to me. And folks from Captain Quinn's up and down have been mighty free with their advice.
5: Well, they're just trying to help.
0: Well, I'm sure of that. But there's help and helped, if you know what I mean. Yes, ma'am. Now, you, Lieutenant Seibertz, helping me move my books and belongings in, I can appreciate that more.
5: Books, huh? No wonder those boxes are so happy.
0: mm mm-hmm. my school books. I taught the grades back home before I married Blade. Teaching was my whole life till him. I tell you, I couldn't leave my books behind me. I just couldn't.
5: I can understand that. You can Yes, ma'am. I brought a lot of books out myself from West Point. I uh, attended the military academy.
0: My goodness, a real West Pointer. I declare.
5: Uh, Mrs. Stocker, are there any more boxes of yours out there on the wagon?
0: Well, not exactly. I, I mean, not on the wagon.
5: But there are more boxes somewhere.
0: Can you forgive me, Lieutenant Syberts? They're clear down at the post office. Now, I know you don't have the time to go all that way. I'll be I? glad to, ma'am. Well, I'll be more than grateful. I make the nicest cherry tarts, Lieutenant. I'll see you get some soon.
5: I'd like that, ma'am. I won't be long.
0: Well yes. oh well, come in, won't you? I'm Liz Mead, two doors down. Well, I've seen you at the Sutlers, haven't I? Yes. Oh, I- I'm Stocker. I know. Is it all right to sit on one of these boxes? Well, I'm afraid they're all I have to offer right now. I feel like I know you. Uh, weren't you at Fort Kearney with Blade? No. We've just been married a month. I've never been anywhere with Blade but here. Oh? Well, my husband knew Blade better than I did, but... There's sort of a link between anyone who served there. Fort Carney? It's up on the old Bozeman Trail. It's closed now. That's all Indian territory since the treaty, but I... You must be mistaken about Blade, Mrs. Mead. He's never mentioned Fort Kearney to me. But I'm sure he was there. There were five companies of infantry. Oh, your husband's an infantry officer? Uh Uh-huh. Well, that explains it, then. You must be wrong about Blade. He's in the cavalry. There was a company of cavalry, too, under Captain Fetterman. Well, it's not important, of course. But I know Blade would have told me. Of course, I'm sure he would. And as you say, it's not important. Well, can I help you with anything? No, thanks kindly. My goodness, I almost forgot. I brought you a little present. Well, aren't you nice? I have a practical turn of mind. It's something no army wife should be without. What? Well, these are, are cartridges. Well, I just assumed yours was a thirty-eight like mine. Well, I don't know. You know about farms? A woman has to, out here. Well, I don't understand. A big post like Fort Laramie with all these men here to protect us. But the men aren't always here, Mrs. Stocker. My husband and most of the infantry are out now. These are the facts of the West. Mm -hmm. Many of the Indians are hostile, and the fate of white women in their hands... Well, it's best to know how to defend yourself. You've had to defend yourself? Many times. At Kearney, the women held the fort in one Indian raid with less than a dozen men to help. Where any of the women killed? Some. And some carried off by the Sioux. Dying's easier. I'm a school teacher, Mrs. Mead. I want to make my way out here teaching the young that you don't have to kill to get along. I think schools are more important than guns. We can use the schools, Mrs. Stalker, and... And there's not a woman out here who won't want to help you get them. But till you do, you have to live. I guess I can defend myself if I have to. It isn't always a case of defending yourself. Sometimes a woman has to make a choice, a quick choice. Of living or dying? Of living or enduring. Mrs. Starker, don't you know what happens to a woman if a hostile carries her off? I think maybe that would be something for Blade to tell me, Mrs. Mead. Yes. Yes, you're right. And when he tells you that, maybe he'll tell you what the pistol is for, really.
3: Can to you a minute,
1: Captain? Uh, sure. Yeah, what's on your mind?
3: Well, uh, Captain, maybe maybe
1: just off the side here.
3: It's kind of personal, sir. All right.
5: Yeah.
3: Would you be willing to do some talking for me, Captain? I just can't seem to be getting that job done with Hess, using firearms and all of I me. Mean. You sure you're trying hard at it? I don't know what that means. I'm trying. I've been trying, Captain. There's a lot I told her, and a lot of times. Lots you haven't told her. Well, it looks like a big fort, Laramie. I have swore I wouldn't know anyone here from the old days. Sure didn't reckon to run into Miss Mead again. She told you, huh? It's a secret you were at Fort Kearney. Oh, no, not that. It's well, they're just hard words to say to Hess, Captain. It all. Happened hadn't kind of quit like our marrying and, and moving out here. I know Miss Mead didn't aim to, but she sure didn't do me no good bringing up Carney to Hess.
1: Miss Meade didn't get very far with your wife, and I can't talk to her about Fort Carney. I wasn't there. But
3: we've only been married a month. We don't even know each other right good yet. Now, well, how, how are you going to say to a brand-new bride
1: that she ain't the first? I mean, you was married before. I don't know that. But you're the one to tell her, if she's told. Blade, what's the matter with you? There's a lot, I guess. First you say, "Will I talk to your wife about her need for a pistol. Then you drag Fort Kearney into it. Now you're talking about you were married well, before. Well, don't you see,
3: Captain, they're all the same thing, in a way. It don't come easy to give Hess a pistol and tell her to use it on herself if it looks like she's going to get took by Indians. Uh, Captain, I've done it before, at Kearney. And that wife had to use that pistol on herself.
1: I. I didn't know that blade. I don't think Mrs. Meade knew it either. I'm sorry. No, no,
3: Captain. I'm no, sorry's no matter. It's not your fault. It... Captain, can't you see? I done it once, and it it don't set well a second time. It just might could go hard with a man. You.
1: Ever said it all out this way before, Blade?
3: No, sir, not out
1: loud. You might feel some better now it's said. Yeah, I reckon I might. Obliged to you, I'm listening, anyways, Captain. Uh, Blade. Sir. Sure. You'll want to say something to her tonight. Tonight. We're moving out tomorrow. <laughs>
0: I do that. Oh, Mrs. Mead. Do what? Mount like that. I'll bet you wear fewer petticoats than I do. Might be I do. Sergeant Gore says you ride beautifully. I know some about horses. <laughs> well, I'm learning. Mind if I ride with you this morning? Oh, well, I'm going quite away. That is, I have some business to tend to. All right. I I, I just thought with Blade gone a week now, you might be wanting some company. I hope you're carrying your pistol. I'm carrying it. That's good. Well, have a nice ride. I expect to, Mrs. Mead. I'm going over to the Indian agency. Talk to the agent about setting up a school. You're not riding to the agency alone. Now, don't start telling me the agency Indians are hostiles. Blade told me different. But it's ten miles from Fort Laramie, and you don't know what you'll run into between here and there. I reckon I can take care of myself. After all, Mrs. Mead, I'm carrying the pistol. Not that I'll have a minute's need for it. Hut! <laughs> I guess you could do with the water. More of a ride than I thought. Oh, no. Miss Docker? Miss Docker, are you all right? I'm fine. But for you coming on me this way... Oh, how near I came to fying on you. I've been trying to get with an earshot of you all the way from the fort. This is a very stupid thing riding off alone this way. Uh, I might have shot you. Seems to me you're the stupid one. I suppose I am, but, but but you've got to realize the danger's out here, Miss Docker. At least with the two of us, we're protection. Wait. Huh. Wait, it's over there. In that brush near the trees. Something big. How can you tell? I don't see anything. It moves big. Timberwolf may be a, a wildcat. I hope not. I hope that's all it is. You're just trying to frighten me. Hold your pistol steady toward that big tree. Be quiet. <gasps> it's an Indian. You're not afraid, Hess. Pick up your pistol and show him you're not afraid. I and not I... Don't let him. It... Stop. Stop where you are. We're not afraid of you. If you have something to say, say it and go away. You understand this pistol? Go on. Go away. Leave us alone or I'll fire. You understand? One more step, and I'll fire. Is he dead? Did you... Did you kill him? He's dead. No, he wouldn't, Hess. Not for a long time. Let's
4: go home. Reckon she's hurt somehow, Captain? Uh, I don't see how. You want I should go with you? I'd be proud to. Oh, uh... I'll do it, Gorse. It's my place. Yes, sir. I sure feel mighty bad for her. Yeah. Her being so new here, not taking to the life easy. I might just look in on her tomorrow, lend a hand,
1: maybe. Yeah, yeah, you do that, Gorse. Well, good night, Captain. Good night, Gorse. <laughs> Miss Stalker?
0: about the last person i expected to see oh is blade with you
1: can i come in ma'am
0: oh, well, of course you can please come in i don't know where my manners are i guess it was seeing you and if it was anyone i i thought it would be blade
1: you want to sit down miss Tucker?
0: you've come about blade haven't you Something's happened to Blade. He's dead. He's... dead?
1: Sometimes it's better hearing it right out. You want to sit down now, ma'am?
0: Yes. Yes, I think I do.
1: Would you like a drink of something, or... do you want to hear about it? I want to hear. It happened quick, Miss Stocker, and... If it's got to happen, it's best quick.
0: He didn't know? He didn't suffer? No,
1: ma'am. One shot, clean, that did it. I don't know what it would mean, but Blade would want it just that way.
0: I guess he would. (sighs) Captain, we... We didn't even know each other yet. There hasn't been time.
1: Yeah, he said that too.
0: That night before he left kept trying to tell me something. He'd try, and then he'd fret a while, and then he'd try again. Finally, he just threw that blame pistol on the dresser and he said to me, Take it, Hes, honey, and know how much I love you. That's the last words he said to me. I think he was trying to tell me something, Captain.
1: I think he told you something, ma'am.
0: Know how much I love you. Oh, Blade. Blade, honey.
1: Miss Tucker, if I can do anything...
0: You can go. Leave me be now. I want it that way for now.
1: You'll be all right, alone?
0: i got to find that out for myself, Captain.
1: Yes, ma'am. I'm, uh... I'm right sorry, Miss Tucker. Uh, Captain? Yes? Yes?
0: You brought him back, did you? Back to the fort?
1: We brought him back. I'm glad. Night, Miss Duncan.
4: Captain
1: Quince. Oh, morning, Sergeant. You heard
4: about her, Captain, Mrs. Stocker? What about her? She's gone. Gone? Where? How? I went over there right after Reverly, like I planned last night. I couldn't raise her, so I figured she was sleeping heavy. On the way back, the corporal of the guard told me some woman rode through the main gate not ten minutes ago.
1: Why didn't he stop her?
4: Well, he didn't know her, or what's happened to her or anything. Captain Quince, he knew one thing. She was carrying a pistol like she knew what to do with it.
1: You said 10 minutes?
4: Yes, sir. You gonna find her, Captain?
0: I was too scared to fire it before.
1: You all right, ma'am?
0: I'm all right. I aim to use it, Captain. Turn it on myself. I was too scared to do that too.
1: No need for that.
0: No matter, I couldn't do it. That's a pretty morning. Got no right to be, but it's pretty.
1: It's new. It's a beginning. That's always pretty.
0: We were beginning, Blade and me. And I was beginning on my own. To get a feel like I belonged out here. But you're right, Captain. It's not womanly country.
1: It still depends on the woman.
0: I'm a school mom. Teaching was my life, till Blade. I reckon it's my life again now.
1: You still got a life. Or don't you see the need... Need? Schools. We can use them out here. On the post, on the agency. Someone has to start them. Someone has to want to.
0: Someone who could do some learning while they were teaching. I might fit the bill, Captain. I got a lot of learning ahead of me.
2: Fort Laramie is produced and directed by Norman MacDonald and stars Raymond Burr as Lee Quince, Captain of Cavalry, with Vic Perrin as Sergeant Gorse. The script was specially written for Fort Laramie by Kathleen Height, with sound patterns by Bill James and Ray Kemper, musical supervision by Amerigo Marino. Featured in the cast were Harry Bartell as Lieutenant Syberts, with Gene Bates, Lynn Allen, and Lawrence Dobkin. Each of us has an important part to play in defending our own locality as well as our country as a whole. If Los Angeles, Chicago, or Cincinnati is bombed, it will directly affect every farmer in North Dakota or miner in Kentucky. Won't you give a few hours of each week as a ground observer or a worker in a filter center to help your country? Become a Ground Observer Corps volunteer in your community. Write or telephone your nearest civil defense center or write to Ground Observer Corps, Air Force, Washington, D.C.,